Hi, welcome to Ask a Pastor. This is uh, some content that we provide in different ways uh, that you can get this. If you're listening on the radio, welcome. If you're listening on social media, welcome. You're listening via podcast, welcome. Uh, if you have questions, send them to askapastor at orchardhillchurch.com. We'll be happy to get it on in future episodes. And today I'm joined by my favorite all-time guest on <laughs> Ask a Pastor. It's her first time. This is my wife, Faith. Faith, welcome. Uh, my beautiful, lovely wife, Faith. And <laughs> it is um, uh, a privilege today just to talk with her. We're going to talk about Mother's Day just a little bit. And so these questions are actually not questions that you've submitted. These are questions that Cindy Adams came up with, who works with me uh, in the office. She thought would be particularly good uh, for mothers uh, to just listen to. And so we're going to get a chance just to hear Faith's thoughts on some of these. I'll chime in a little bit as well. And this is uh, uh, just as background. We have four children, and I can tell you that my wife has been a phenomenal mother. Not to put any pressure on her, I'm sure she's like, shut up already and let's talk. But she really has done a phenomenal job with our four boys. And so I would listen to her uh, talk about parenting and we're going to a little bit. So Faith, um, the first question is this, and that is how do you deal with worry as a mom? Uh, everything from when our kids were little, from a baby has a fever and I don't know what's going on to you know, developmental benchmarks, are they walking soon enough, talking soon enough, reading soon enough, riding their bike soon enough, all that kind of thing, to college options, to the kids are driving away in a car the first time, and I'm worried whether or not they can handle it. How, how have you dealt with the worry side of being a parent? Do you want to know how I dealt with it well or how I dealt with it badly? One of each would be great. <laughs> Both would be awesome. Uh, badly, I would say uh, getting on WebMD and <laughs> researching and trying to control a worrisome situation by thinking that if I know enough and if I talk to enough people, then I, if I gather enough information, then I'm going to be able to control an outcome. There, there's, uh, I think there's being a responsible parent, and then there's probably that place of I don't have any control over this, so I am just going to enter this 24-7 and try to solve this problem in my own, in my own power, my own strength. Um, I would say, as the kids got older, um, if I was really worried about something, um, again, how I would deal with that badly would be just going horizontal and not vertical. Mm -hmm. like, talking to people and and looking out you know at my peers and their kids and what's going on with them and and comparing and and trying to get other people's input i think the this is really obvious but when i worry the best antidote for that is the biblical one and that is to pray to take everything that's on our hearts especially with our kids and go vertical with it and say god you know you you love this kid even more than I do, and I know that, and you're more invested in their future and in their health and in their thriving than I am, mm -hmm. and you're the one who actually has the power to do something about this. Right. So uh, my, this is really simple, but the first thing is to, to really commit to praying about the things that are most concerning about your kids right. and to do it faithfully. Um, and that really is a biblical answer in the sense mm -hmm. of, uh, I think it's Philippians, it says, be anxious for nothing. 
Philippians 4, but in everything through prayer and supplication, make your request be made, made known unto God. Yeah. And our tendency a lot of times really is to say, let me, I, I love your image of go horizontal instead of vertical to say, let me figure out how to control this. Let me answer this. Let me, let me problem solve. And certainly there's a time to problem solve as a parent. There is a time to say, let me see if I can figure this out and help my child forward. But a lot of times we spend all our time there and very little on the vertical solution. And mm -hmm. the reality that that's hard as a parent, especially as your kid grows, but even when they're little, is you don't control as much as you think you control. And, and to, to come to grips with that is actually helpful in terms of the worry and say, I don't, but, but I love how you put that too, that God does know uh, and love our child more than we know and love mm -hmm. our child. And the other word in that verse, you know, it says, present your request with thanksgiving, with, with mm. gratitude, basically. Mm -hmm. And um, when we're praying, when I'm praying, sometimes I get very, I get worried as I pray. If I'm just praying like, God, here's the situation, you need, you know, this needs to change, and I pray that this happens, and instead to take a bigger picture to say, what does it look like to be grateful for this kid in this situation, facing what this child's facing, mm -hmm. how can I be thankful and how can I really have a sense of, of peace that God is, is good and he's good in this and mm -hmm. I can be grateful for that goodness and I can stake a claim on that goodness just knowing right. he is going to be a good God in this situation yeah. and, um, and keeping your mind and your heart centered on God's power and, and sovereignty in it instead of this is what needs to change. Right. No, absolutely. Yeah. Easier said than done. Easier but, said than but, done. But a key thing. So uh, here's a second question. How have you as a mom kept your identity rooted more in God than in your kids? Uh, I think a lot of times as parents, especially living when and where we live, <laughs> our identity yeah. goes up and down based on yeah. how well our kids are doing. So if our kids are doing well, we feel good about ourselves, good about our lives. If our kids are struggling with something, we feel badly about ourselves, badly about our, our, our circumstance. Yeah. How have you personally navigated that, um, that side of the journey? Navigated it well or badly? <laughs> Again, a little bit of each would be great. Um, uh, you know, I heard somebody say once, that a mom does as well as her, as her worst child is doing. What, you know what I mean? I'm saying Not She's worst doing, child, but you know as poorly, I mean. as emotionally, as, you do as badly as your worst child is doing. You do as well as worst your worst child. There it is again. Yeah. As, as poorly <laughs> as as your child who's doing the worst emotionally. And I, is I doing. don't like yes. that saying, but unfortunately, I feel like sometimes that has been true. That mm -hmm. if one of our kids is really, especially in a in a sad place and in a discouraged place, that as a mom, dad, you, you automatically go to, okay, what did I, what did I do wrong here? What, what did I not, what did I miss? What haven't I done that mm. could help them? Uh, how can I help them problem solve this? Um, and we do feel, you know, once one of our kids is sad, there is a sense of sadness that I experience, and I'm sure most moms and dads do as well. Um, but I think, you know, there's another aspect of, of this that is we, we feel as good as, as our children are doing as far as their successes, too. Mm -hmm. If our children are 
doing well academically, if they have friends and they're not struggling in school, if they're doing well spiritually, then we think, oh, well, I'm doing a good job. I'm a good parent. I can feel good about this. Mm -hmm. um, I think when our sense of well-being goes up and down so drastically with our kids, that does point to um, an identity issue of mm -hmm. I, I need my kids to do well to feel good about mm -hmm. myself as a parent. And if they're doing badly, I feel bad as a person. Um, and I, I know that when I have uh, a negative reaction, say like, you know, probably some of my darkest moments were back in travel basketball, <laughs> when our, maybe our kids weren't doing well on the court, the team was losing, and I literally had to like stuff something in my <laughs> mouth to keep from saying things that would not reflect the character of Christ on the bleachers. And, um, I had to ask my question, the question to myself, like, why is this so important to me? Mm -hmm. What does this reveal about my deepest held values? Mm -hmm. And if I'm really honest, I want my kids to do well on the basketball court because they'll feel good about themselves, but I'll feel good about it. I'll feel like they're having success and they, you know, they're feeling like they're mastering something and I'm going to feel good too. And why is that so important to me? I think when we struggle with that identity thing, that's the probably the most important question to ask. Like, what is it that I'm so upset about? Right. And why? So how have you, when you've identified those moments where you found yourself saying, I'm over-identifying mm -hmm. maybe with the success or failures of my children, mm -hmm. how have you tried to then rebalance yourself back to saying my primary identity has to be in Christ, not in being a good yeah. mom or a not good mom? Well, it's, the, it's a, um, there's a separation that has to take place. <laughs> Happened, you know, this last week. And I was asking one of our sons how his grades were. And when I got the answer, everything in me started churning, like, you could do better than that. And, I, and then the, there's that question, why is this so important to you? Is he you? No. Does he need to have the same standards that you set for yourself back in high school? No, he doesn't. Is he going to be just fine? Is he, is he who God created him to be? And is he doing a pretty good job mm -hmm. with the gifts and talents that he's been given? Mm -hmm. Yeah, is he is he is he thriving in different ways? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. um, I have to separate from that. I have to step outside of it. I have to identify my own bad reaction. Like, why am I wanting to control this? Mm -hmm. And um, and realize uh, again that you know God has a path for him. It's not my path. I'm not God. I don't I don't know. Mm -hmm. um, what the path is for him. I'm trying to help our sons f figure that out as they go and kind of be a supporter and um, hopefully somebody who points them to Christ, but ultimately they're God's. They're not mine. So, right. I mean, it, it comes down to an issue of agenda. What is my agenda for them versus what is God's agenda for them? Mm -hmm. Is God's agenda for every kid to be a star on the basketball court and to get straight mm -hmm. A's? No. Of course not. Of yeah. course not. One of the things I've seen Christian parents do, and I've probably been guilty of, is saying, I don't want to um, get my identity from my kids' successes in yeah. school or in sports or 
you know, whatever music, else they're yeah. doing, music, theater. But what matters to me is their spiritual well-being right. and even hoisting that into yeah. the equation rather than saying my identity is not in whether or not all of my kids yeah. um, choose the exact path that I would choose for them or do it the way that I would do it. And sometimes that's hard as a parent because it's usually whatever rises to the top of our value list that, and, and especially when we conflate it with God's value list where we start saying, but now you have to do this yeah. rather than, than being able to say, it is their walk, their life, yeah. their decision point. And my sense of well-being and um, being uh, a child of God really is separate from that and it needs to be or I'm going to ride an incredible roller coaster where I will be susceptible to every low, every high that, are, that my kids. Now, again, it doesn't mean you won't go up and down with it. Of course you do because you care about them, you love them. So, so you will have an up and downness yeah. as part of the reality. But what I don't think you want to do is, is let your identity be lumped to their successes because right. that's where one, it's not healthy for you. It's not healthy for them because now you're putting pressure on them to help you be okay. And that's really ultimately destructive uh, yeah. as a parent in their lives, rather than being able to say, I'm okay, whether, whether you do well or not, um, because yeah. I'm not you, you're not me, we're separate people. Right. And, and that's, that's, that's hard, especially spiritually. Mm -hmm. I think it's what Christian parents care about the most. We can even sometimes get really good perspective and say, I'm not going to worry about these other things and their success in these different areas, but as long as they're okay spiritually. But when that falls apart and our kids are struggling and our kids are doubting or they're, they've walked away from the faith or they're in addiction to really bad lifestyle choices and they're trying things out and making disastrous choices, as parents, I think it's really hard to separate that from right. your identity because you immediately think, okay, what did we've missed the boat here? What did right. we do wrong? Instead of, uh, I think this is the hardest thing in the world is to take the long view with your rebellious kids to say, mm -hmm. they're a work in progress. And even though the last five years may have felt like an eternity, God's timetable is so different and right. he has them in his eye and he has his hand on them and he's still on the throne and he's still working and we we don't see the inner workings of the holy spirit we don't know who god's going to use right. how he's going to use them when he's going to use them right um that's to good. draw them that's back. good so when your child does well they succeed yeah um What's the difference between celebrating their achievements and becoming prideful? And this really does tie to what we just were talking about. But how do you fully embrace and yeah. celebrate when your kids do well uh, without becoming sinfully prideful, uh, destructively prideful, rather than simply having a, a moment of saying, that's great, I'm proud of what you've yeah. achieved? Okay, well, I think kids, I, I don't know, I've goofed up here too. Because I've definitely put on Facebook posts that have been like <laughs> what you would call the humble brag. The, you know, we're so happy that our kid did this. And we're blessed. We're blessed. Yeah. That's the Christian <laughs> um, boast. So yes. blessed. Hashtag. Yes. Um, I want my kids to know that I, 
I really believe in them and I do see their accomplishments and I am so proud of them. They have my, I, I adore them and I, I want them to know that. And sometimes it's nice to be publicly praised. I think when you get onto, when you talk about social media and making things public though, I think again, that question of why do I want to do this? <laughs> Is it really about them or again is it somehow involving me and do I feel like a really good parent because my kids accomplished this mm -hmm. uh, that is a line I don't know where that line is right I know when I've crossed it when do you I feel yucky. when do you feel when you've crossed it? <laughs> like, like, like tell us about a time when you felt that oh <coughs> great Kurt um, <laughs> I can tell one for me. Could you? Yeah, I'll, I'll do it because it was in my mind as I'm you like were talking. I'm like trying to actually narrow him down. So one of our kids uh, just recently got into a fairly prestigious school. Yeah. And I found myself wanting to tell people where <laughs> because it made me feel good about me. So you work it in the conversation. And, 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 and I had to, and again, there, there, there's probably a legitimate joy for him legitimate uh like i am proud of what he's done but then there was a little piece where i knew it was like oh this isn't about me just sharing with friends this is like look at what my son did and and what i found i tried to do as just a spiritual discipline for myself even was was not share all of the information unless it was uh, requested. In other words, not be like, oh, let me tell you what happened, but instead just kind of wait and say, okay, I'm not going to mention this, um, which was just kind of odd, but, but I felt that tension in myself because oh, yeah. I knew I was deriving just a little something from it for myself. So, yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, okay. that, that happened to me too. Um, really? Um, <laughs> all right. One last uh, question here. So, when you look back, and obviously we still have kids at home, but when you look back, especially when our kids were younger, what were some of the keys to discipline that you would, as your older self, tell your younger self to continue to, to that you do again? What let, would let I tell myself, what my 30-year-old self? What would you do again? You're not 30? That's nice. Oh. Uh, I would tell my 30-year-old self, in regards just to discipline or can I, like in general? Well, let, let's stick with discipline because I think when we talk on Father's Day, we're going to do more of a general uh, thing and do the 50-year-old telling your 30-year-old self what it would be. So, so let's just oh. hone in to discipline okay. for a moment. Discipline. Yeah, let, let's just young. talk. Discipline's yeah. a big issue. Right. And I think it's really intense from 18 months to four and five, honestly. Or 15, 16, but yes. And that, yeah, and that it resurfaces <laughs> again, for sure. No, but definitely you, those little, those you, young years. You yeah. lay that foundation during the, those early years. Yeah. I have never worked harder in my entire life than I feel like I worked during those early years. Mm -hmm. um, not just with their physical care, but just that it is my responsibility to teach them to listen mm -hmm. and to do the right thing and to want the right things. And um, even at a young age, I would say, you know, to do the right thing and to want the right things are probably, that's, that was probably the, the, the key for me to keep it not only behavior, 
but related to their hearts mm-hmm. and their desires and who they are in the eyes of God and what God wants for them as far as loving other people mm-hmm. and always bringing it back to like character and um, I didn't want our kids just to to think if I do the right things then I'm good and I'm okay and it's my you know God just wants me to be good right I wanted them even when they were young to realize like we're we're really hopelessly screwed up Mm-hmm. We really need God. And, you know, the way that you just treated your brother there, what's that tell you? What's, what's, what's that show you about your heart right now? Mm-hmm. Where's that anger coming from? What is that? What do we do with that? We need God. Mm-hmm. We need Jesus. We need the gospel. Yeah. Um, not that that was translatable to a three-year-old, I would say. If well, it, but, but in many ways, it starts <laughs> there. It because, did. Because, and, and I think something having watched you parent and co-parented with you, but, but something I saw you do well, what you just said really is something you did, which is you did address the heart, not just behavior. And, and so from a young age, um, it was very true for us that certainly we dealt with behaviors, but behaviors were, were dealt with as symptoms of a heart issue. And hopefully what that did is it kept us from from being moralistic in our parenting, moralistic in our instruction about God and Christianity. And, and by moralistic, what I mean is do the right things and then we approve, God approves, everything's good. But instead, uh, trying to, to, to go to the next layer, what is it um, that you're desiring? Why are you desiring something that is counter to, to what is good and right and true here? And, and then trying to help the child, even at a young age, um, address the heart of that. Because, you know, if a child gets angry with his brother or steals something from his sister or brother or whatever, stealing is an issue, but it's selfishness. And, and you want to address the heart, not just the, not just the behavior. And as our kids get older, they realize that, that we're messed up too. Right, absolutely. And I would say that's probably one of the most important things to do is to admit to our kids like yeah we have these standards whoa i look at me i just (laughs) i just blew that one and well you don't even have to self-admit as your kids get older they'll call you out on it absolutely and you either in pride defend yourself and deny it or you say yes and admit it and apologize faith thank you for uh for being here today we're going to need to leave it here uh, with, uh, with what you've shared. Uh, if you have questions for us at Orchard Hill uh, Church uh, and this Ask a Pastor, send them to askapastor at orchardhillchurch.com and we'll be happy to address them in the days ahead. 